What's up, y'all? This is Hilliard Guest with the Screenwriter's Rant Room. Just want to let you guys know, you guys are about to listen to part two with Carlito Machetti, writer, producer. He's uh, currently one of the writers on on Empire. You guys, um, I'm sure those of you who are fans of the show, who have uh, just watched the previous episode, episode two, that was his episode that he wrote. It was badass. Um, so we are having so much fun. We just kept going. So we decided to give you guys a part two. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Screenwriters Rant Room with Carlito Machetti. Peace. Well, I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rant Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no kata. Sass in class, yes, that's Lisa Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the rant room. It's been, it hasn't been easy. I can't front, yeah. you know. Right, right. But whatever. Here we are. Here we are. I well, think I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to say that another thing is, you know, to everybody that's listening too, is you, you have that creative spark in you. I think it's really important that uh, young people, children, whatever, the arts be encouraged, and it's such a travesty that it's being destroyed yeah. the way it's being destroyed. Because if you didn't have that credit, because so many people are hopeless, Absolutely. but you had that. And even yeah. somebody saying to you, you know, Carlito, you, you write. You're right. Nobody, I do um, this thing called Young Storytellers with these oh, fifth dope. graders. Dope. And nice. they do um, scripts and stuff like that. And I just like, you know what? Write whatever you want to write. It doesn't have to, you, know, you want to write about a chocolate man on the moon who mm-hmm. destroys, you know, Hitler? Do that. Right. That's your thing. But just uh, encouraging that creativity. But so many people do not have that. Mm-hmm. And so to hear you talk about that, there's something there. I don't know where it was that just, you know, you by strength of your sheer, your sheer will is like, I have this creative spark in me. But so many people have that in them and it's never been brought out of them. Right. Or and it's been tamped down. It's been tamped down. Or being in, being in the hood, it's like, you know what, you can't, because I remember talking. Because it's not cool to be. It's not cool. When I was talking, I used to say, I grew up in Compton. So I was like, oh, aren't I? They'd be like, aren't I? What the hell oh, yeah. wrong with you? Oh, yeah. What you talking about? You know, right around when they were doing all that at the Dutu Center yeah. and Skateland USA and all that bullshit. Because my mother was like, yeah. you know, when Drayden was doing all that shit uh, when I was a baby. And, um, <laughs> and my mother was like, you are from Compton. You're not from Ignorant Town. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. You are from Compton. Don't listen to all that bullshit. So once again, you got to find that within yourself. But as you're, if you're young, you got to have some kind of validation as, as well. So that you know, I, I hear that. I'm hearing you always referencing back to this, like this creative spark, yeah. this yeah. inner strength, this something mm-hmm. that you had in you, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. led you to. And even when it's not been easy, you still go forward. You still keep going like on. It keeps you alive. Because like look where you are it's now. Like, and people yeah. think that when they look at you, oh, he's on the Empire. Oh, he was on the Sword. That, you didn't wake up one day and like be on the Source and be on the Empire. Yeah. That wasn't where you was at. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're saying you're coming out of prison and then going to college. Like, who does yeah. that? Yeah, who yet? Yeah. <laughs> people do that. I mean, they do that. I mean, but they do it. I mean, there's saying. so much. 
that's against right, you. Right. You know, when people start glamorizing what you do, and I'm not saying that glamorizing or not, but when they're going, wow, you know, they're fascinated by it. I'm sure you've run into people like that, and you probably can read them on an elemental level. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, yeah, you only into bit. me because yeah. I, was in, I was in, you know, you think I got some street cred. A little bit. Every mm-hmm. now and then you catch that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, it, the funny thing is that when you're in hip-hop, haven't been locked up. It's like whatever. Like, yeah, that's your badge. You know yeah. But the thing for me is that I never been ashamed of it. Fuck that. It is what it is. That's but, right. But I never really used it as a calling card. Like you know, I'm the fuck that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I know too many. You know, I know too many murderers still walking around in the sun. Like it's you mm-hmm. know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I, as fucking warped as it sounds, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, the heat comes and you got to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also know, I also know too many people who got body slammed by mm-hmm. the system for bullshit crimes. That's like, right. Or not bullshit, but like stuff that, damn, yo, like you don't got to turn the lights off on it. For one of my, one of my boys, man, crazy talented graffiti writer, Spell from Philly, man, S-P-E-L, man. The brother mm-hmm. is a monster artistically. Mm-hmm. Just, just crazy. And being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. That brother is doing life in prison. Damn. And everybody in the hood knows he didn't do it. Wow. Every fucking body knows he didn't do it. Mm. Unfortunately, the person that did it is no longer with us. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So so having seen that, those two extremes, mm. um, I don't know. It, 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 it keeps me in check. I'm always thinking there before the grace of God. Mm. You know, um, there was one time where something had happened and... and, and and my recourse, like my way of thinking was, all right, I'm going to go do that. And I, I, I couldn't find a dude. I couldn't find him. And Thank know, God. sometimes I think about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I think about it because as much as I used to fancy myself, you know, I read The Godfather when I was 13 and I was like, oh. <laughs> all right, so you got to be, so you got to be. My mom's had died, and I went to live with my father, and he had his own shop, carpentry shop, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it was far as hell. It was in Miami, but it was in Cutler Ridge. It was like an hour fucking drive every day, 7 in the morning. So I was miserable. And I would be in there helping him out, mm-hmm. and every time I'm lifting a piece of furniture, I'm like wiping my hands, and, <laughs> and he was like, stop wiping your goddamn hands. He's like, you were working in the office or some shit, right? And one day I was sitting around <laughs> running up his office phone bill and his office calling my friends back in New York. Uh-huh. This is when long distance was a thing yes and so (laughs) so i was running up his bill he was like you need to stop calling new york and i was like i'm bored he was like well draw because he would buy me art supplies Mm -hmm. draw i'm tired of drawing well read something i read all my comic books and he looked around his office and he had a copy of the godfather and he was like here and toss it to me and i was like "Mm." Mario but because Pools. it had the, it was one of those reissues that has like the pictures of the uh, stills of the movie. movie. And the uh, get you. So yes. I was like, "Whoa, what's this about?" <laughs> and I and I read that book, and as much as I fancied, fancied myself this dude who, if I'm going to do dirt, I'm going to do it quiet so nobody knows. You know, I have my knucklehead moments where mm-hmm. I'm loud and brash and, mm-hmm. and popping shit, and everybody knows what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find that dude, man. And to this day, I'm like, damn, yo. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, like I had no doubt in my mind what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, phew, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I have friends that were that. And to your, to your earlier point about, you know, there's, there's always layers. There's always levels to it. Right. So I said to you guys earlier, I never consider myself no no hard rock 
gangster mm-hmm. dude, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't front like that now. Like I'm not gonna front now in mm-hmm. my 40s. Like yeah, I was this dude. I was none of that. <laughs> and 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 real talk, real talk. I still got friends in their 40s that I've went, when I went. If I go back to Philly or New York and go have a beer with them, and they hear the podcast and go, "Where?" He was a gangster, word. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden we in something grown ass men. So I'm never gonna front like that, right? But again, again, there was dudes like like I meet people who that's just never been their experience ever, mm-hmm. right? So they hear some of the stories and they're like, "Wow, Carlito!" But you normalize abnormal circumstances. That's right. So to me, it's like yeah. I mean, when you're yeah, in the, this, yeah. one got hit and that happened to that, and I seen madness. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Put it this way: like when I used to watch The Wire, like it was it was familiar but at the same time it's like fuck like it would bring back so many memories that it was mm-hmm. uncomfortable to watch because wow. it'd be like like a, like a PTSD trigger like mm-hmm. yeah so and so got blown up right. I remember when we found so and so in it you know yeah. so I've come across people who that's never been their experience mm-hmm. it's just Growing up in the same neighborhood, it's just never been their experience. Yep. Why? Because some of us in the neighborhood would do certain things, some of us wouldn't. True, mm-hmm. right? But then even out of the ones that would do certain things, there were some of us amongst us who you'd be like, that motherfucker is crazy. Like yep. just, And you just know, don't get <laughs> don't into it get, with yeah. so-and-so because he will yeah. lay you out in the, in the middle of the street yeah, in broad exactly. daylight. Yep. Yeah. He's so, going to go to prison forever, but obviously he doesn't give, he doesn't give a goddamn. So, so, so I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to just keep running off. But what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying, man, is that, is that this whole thing of, of, of it being a calling card, it's relatively new. I came out of my first meeting with HBO a few years ago, 2012. Great general meeting with Francesca Orsi, who I owe a lot to. I love her. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's the truth. Um, two and a half hours in there, running my mouth, as you see, kicking it, <laughs> kicking it with them, right? And when I leave the meeting, my mentor, Jeff Wald, Hollywood legend, mm-hmm. veteran, yeah. and my man, Jordan Summers, his son, we get it, we're getting our cars, at, uh, getting into the car at the, at the garage, and Jeff says to me, and Jeff is, yo, I got to shout him out because he is a fucking hardcore Bronx Jew kick-ass <laughs> motherfucker. So, like, when I met him, we started talking about the Bronx back in the day. He went to Clinton. My mm-hmm. brother went to Clinton. And we're just kicking it, whatever. And I said to him, yo, dude, like, in another life, you'd have been a gangster. And he was like, <laughs> and he, was like he was like, you know, that's what he got the gruff voice. Yeah. That's what the counselors told my mom. Your son's either going to be a politician or a gangster. <laughs> so I got into the music industry. I combined it and I'm like, yo. So we leave this meeting, and he says to me, hey, Carlito, can I ask you a question? Are you ashamed that you were in prison? And I'm like, no, I ain't ashamed of that shit. Well, why don't you ever bring it up? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't. It just it didn't come up. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't come up naturally. I'm not going to be like, so when I and, was in, yeah. So by the way, <laughs> and he told me straight up, in this town, that shit is instant. Like, you're the real deal. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Cachet. So, mm-hmm. so even yeah. even since then, I don't go into meetings like. So let me tell you about the time I was in prison. Like, right. it doesn't. It's not yeah. that. Right. But. Now I'm like, all right, if it gives me something to talk about and whatever, what have you, sure, whatever, mm-hmm. let's kick it. From where we come from, y'all, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't mean to assume, mm-hmm. but people of color, period. Right. And, 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 and not even people of color, <laughs> blue collar. Right. That's right. I got a lot of right. white right. Irish Poor. Italian friends. Yeah. 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 Work class, yeah. right? So, so it's, it's just one of those things where, again, there but for the grace of God. That's right. As you got to be real careful. Right? That's right. right. Um, to me... I'd always looked at it like, I can't fucking believe I got snitched on. Like, it wasn't yes. like I went to prison and learned how to go straight. I was on the street. And I was doing was my like, thing. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like I went to prison and was like, I got to turn my life around. As far as I'm concerned, my life was fine. Right. That was just a means to an end. I right. took care of the end. 
and <clears throat> was on my way and, you know. I would have been mad. It's like, you know, it'd be different if you caught me when I was in the middle of doing something. Life had other but plans. But I was out. Exactly. And they brought me back. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, they just do stupid. I mean, like you said, you don't glorify the stuff, but traffic warrant. Why am I shackled going to men's county jail in downtown LA? Shackled right. with a bunch of killers mm-hmm. to go to the county. This is ridiculous. Like you said, this is what we... I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to fucking sit in here. 30 people in a little bitty cell. And you're like, what the fuck is this all about? But <laughs> yeah. people of color, that's what we do. But you don't go around talking about that. You're like, this is just bullshit. But yeah. when, when, the, when the Ferguson thing jumped off mm. um, a year ago, Heavy, like before, obviously before the verdict and all that. I was having a couple beers with three friends of mine, uh, white dudes. And um, one of them leans way to the left. One of them is kind of like in the middle, a little bit left. Mm -hmm. And the other one is right-ish, kind of. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) That's interesting. Um, Yeah, (laughs) right-ish, kind of. You know, know, a good old boy from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Good dude, my man, you know. And I'm having a conversation with these dudes and we're trading thoughts on how that whole thing went down. Mm. And I'm listening to them, listening to them. And finally, like, like I said to them, yo, fellas, let me ask you a question, man. And be honest. Let's just keep it real. Have you ever been pulled over like at gunpoint? What do you mean? And I was like, at gunpoint. Like they act like a traffic stop. What do you mean? Right. And they pull you over and, you know, get out of the car. Get out of the-. And they were like, well, no. And I said, okay, well, have you ever been pulled over? Again, traffic stop. Where it's not just one Officer, five. It's, it's, like, three, it's five. like three. Yeah. Cars. It's like three cars <laughs> yeah. and, and like four, five officers running up on you, drawn mm-hmm. on you. Get out of the fucking car. Throw the keys out the window. Yep. Throw the keys. Let me see your hands for a traffic stop. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. And they were like, Nah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, I'm not. You fellas know me. I'm not on Facebook popping off. Trying to trying to use hyperbole to make a point. You <laughs> fellas know me. I got no reason to front. Mm-hmm. That shit was real. Like every time we got pulled over That's right. in New York or Philly, it was like that. That's right. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yes, sir. No, it was not that. It was get your fucking. You know, mm-hmm. drop your pants, lift mm-hmm. your shirt up. I was next to my girl. Like drop your pants. Come on, dude. Drop your motherfucking pants. Mm-hmm. White cop, black cop, Latino cop, Asian. Cop, like it did not fucking matter. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. You know, again, you normalize abnormal stuff. They talk right. about PTSD. They will That's beat your PTSD. ass. Yeah. They'll, they'll, right. uh, we found that on you. Come on, get in the car. And you know, it's a bullshit little dime bag. You're right. not going to really do no time for that. Right. And you laugh it off. All right, y'all, I'll be back. And you go and they take you in the car. <laughs> and you come back three hours later, lump the fuck up. What yeah. they do to you, man? They yeah. beat the shit yeah, out of me, man. Yeah. And you laugh. Mm-hmm. You laugh. What, fuck, what are you going to do? Ha, ha, ha. They fucked me up, y'all. They p- spitting blood. They fucked me up. They took a little wow. knot of money, $600, took the little dime bag. Mm. But it's all right. I'm back. Mm. And that was, that, was the, that was the norm. That was the norm. So I mean, that's a good thing that you don't. I mean, everything you're saying about we normalize that. It's like, so when he said, why don't you talk about being in jail? Because... Why would I? Exactly. I don't want to talk for me to even think. Yeah. Why would that? And and it's interesting. It's it's an interesting story. Right. But we live under that PTSD. I don't care what they say when when I get when a police officer. Now now I take my car, my phone, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I call somebody. I'm like, I just want you to know that you were on the phone with somebody. Is you not fucking going to just shoot me for no reason? (laughs) Or I'm sitting here for 15 minutes. At, in the dark in some I don't know Riverside or whatever and it's like <laughs> what you doing Riverside <laughs> yeah what was I doing I'm visiting my cousin actually uh, just sit, sitting there for 15 minutes uh, just sit there 
Okay, they come over. It wasn't you guys. Your car, the car is blue, and it was two white boys in a in a blue car. A blue car at night. Well, at least they were honest enough to tell you that, yeah. as opposed to. Well, yeah, like, usually not. You get out of here, you Negroes, get out of here. What I find down. interesting, what I, what I have found interesting over the years, though, is that um, you know, so people need jobs, right? So a good portion of my friends, family are peace officers now, whether they're corrections, whether they're mm-hmm. cops, whether they're customs, FBI, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So now I get to hear both perspectives. Right. Mm-hmm. What I try to do, I mean, you know, I'm, who the fuck am I, right? But what I try to do is <laughs> offer offer uh, just little checkpoints. Like, right. don't forget, bro. Don't forget where we came from. So now you can relate a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. my brother Lou, when he was a CEO on Rikers, he was, he was very well liked in there because mm-hmm. he's a Bronx dude. Like, he grew... Right. I'm not gonna put him on blast, but he did his thing too. <laughs> sure. You know, right, not right, with the right. drugs, with other things. Mm-hmm. And went so by the time he went to Rikers, you know, he would he would know how to talk to cats and mm-hmm. not try to dehumanize them. Or right. right. And Lou is like five four, five five, and built like a pit bull. <laughs> so whenever it would come down to the get down, he'd be like word and and put his joints up and and be putting the beats on cats and mm-hmm. be like, nah, nobody get in it. It's between me and you, inmate. And <laughs> and come home at night like I I I. I taught this dude you know to respect that um but then again it would get balanced out Mm. he would run into old friends of ours and they're like yo Mm. i ran into so-and-so word is he a ceo nope he's going up for like an armed robbery and Mm. blah 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 blah. and you know some of my friends are nypd now and Mm. so we talk you know perspective we offer perspective when things are getting crazy i'll shoot a text yo be careful man Mm. be careful and and it's a give and take like so they know not to come with me to me with the blanket mm-hmm. blah 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 savages in the right, ghetto right. and I'm like well god damn yeah, bro that, so yeah. you know you made the decision to do this you know is your is your solution that we should all apply to the NYPD like is that <laughs> what we want I don't get it you know what I mean so but again man I'm just a writer man I write for fucking TV and I, and I guess on that uh, since you're just a writer for writing t- on TV I guess because we could talk about the exciting lives of people of color all day long but I guess our audience wants to hear about writing I guess right yeah yeah let's spend a few minutes I mean um, um, here's what I like about where you went in with that because everybody doesn't know a lot of the shit about you like that so, you know what I mean? I think it's good because they hear, they hear about your journey and getting on Empire and all these other, you know, and the leftovers. And I mean, it's a beautiful story. And I think, you know, we, I'd love for our audience to hear it. But I also want them to hear how fucking human you are. Yes. And I also want Thank them to you. hear all the struggle you went through yes. and how the shit wasn't fucking easy. Right. That's right. You know what I mean? And then some of those decisions you made where exactly. you're like, I'm quitting my job. Yeah, That's they right. see I'm you. I'm going to do this. That's yeah, right. they see you on the panel of Empire, but motherfucker don't realize what it took for you to get there. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's Thank why you. I appreciate where you went in and Thank you were you. emotional and you told us the fucking truth right. and that's what's real because we all were sitting here with fucking teary eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's real talk. Thank so you. So now, for the motherfuckers who need to hear about your writing, Let's go ahead and give him a little. <laughs> yes. Let's go ahead and give him a little bit of like moving to LA and you know how it all happened for you. Okay, so uh, here comes the drama. So <laughs> see, it's still I, drama. That's what I like. It, no, that's no. real. That's real. No, that's what's up. So, uh, so, so when I left the source, I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, done some consulting. I worked on a, uh, I worked on Def Jam Vendetta with EA Games, which is a dope little wrestling game. Mm-hmm. Um, worked on that. Um, I was going to do a, a, a pilot, a cartoon. And so it was very up and downy. You know, I, I didn't want to go back and do journalism. I, whatever. I'm just knucklehead with the principles. I'm extreme. <laughs> 
And uh, things were getting crazy. But then my boy Selwyn had jumped over to BET, working mm-hmm. with Reggie Hudlin. That's mm-hmm. my man to this day. Mm-hmm. Working with Reg and uh, Nelson George, who's now yeah. on the Get Down for yeah. Netflix. And Selwyn brought me in because they were going to revamp their BET news department. They mm-hmm. wanted to do like more, like <coughs> kind of like, kind of like re- refresh it. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, they had come up with this show called The Chop Up. It was dope. It was mm-hmm. the intention was to be like a like a black sixty minutes, mm-hmm. like a relevant. Kind of right. like relevant to us joint. We did a lot of minutes with some some soul in it. Yeah, soul in it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people the always tease, we really want to ask. People like. always tease, tease tease our show and say you guys are like John August and Craig, but with with, <laughs> with, with, with fucking <laughs> soul. <laughs> Yo, the chop up was dope, man. Like we still miss it to this day. You know, I I I'm, I, I can speak my mind freely, but I feel like they gave us a like a like a crazy time slot. Like it was like 11 a.m. Yeah. on a Sunday. We were wow. like people at church. Nobody watching this. Right. Yeah. And this yeah. is before DVR and was like a real thing yeah. before I iPads and any of that so so yeah. had it been like a 7 p.m tuesday mm-hmm. night or sunday mm-hmm. night you know i think we would have done better but mm-hmm. like we did it so so basically it was like a 60 minutes and every episode had like a like a mini doc in it like the main piece but mm-hmm. we would recap the news of the week mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, smaller piece than the big piece so we did pieces on like blood diamonds <coughs> we did a piece wow. well, i think we only did 13 episodes um we did pieces on the blood diamonds we did pieces on a, a, a on on the the skyrocketing use of like crystal meth yeah. in in the black gay community in right. DC. Right. Wow. Um, I did a piece called Season of the Snitch on like this idea of stop snitching and mm-hmm. what it has its roots in and, right. and is it valid if we see shit going down in our community, do you not tell the cops if you see something fucked up? Right. Like how we struggle with that, right? Right. Uh, my man Samson, original street cat, he got his launch on uh on on the chop up. Um so so I did that for a while. Then I produced a couple of specials starring Samson. So we did one on the Sean Bell uh, tragedy, yeah, Sean mm-hmm. Bell in New York when yeah. he was he was killed by the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did one on uh, called called uh, <coughs> Ballots and Bullets, which is about uh, uh, gun gun uh, legislation. Mm-hmm. We did one on voting rights for ex cons. Mm-hmm. We did one on the N word. Okay. So I did my thing there wow. for a while. Yeah, it was it dope. Sound like it needs to come back. Now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then we we did two we did two uh, joints for which I was the like series producer. Mm-hmm. I was a producer on the first one. I was series producer for the second because I we we wanted to do more. And it was called Hip Hop versus America. Hmm. So the jump off of that was Don Imus when Don Imus was running his about the girls and all of that. So that was the jump off point for that because we felt like, well, what gave this dude license to do that? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we did this joint called Hip Hop versus America, right? Mm-hmm. And and we wanted to basically tackle. It was like a town hall kind of show, mm-hmm. panel discussion, mm-hmm. arguing and whatnot. Punctuated by these little three and a half minute little mini documentaries to illustrate the point. Mm-hmm. So we have various topics in that first one. Uh, the, the whole kind of gangster ideal in hip hop. Uh, um, in the company of white folks was another one. How we kind of like try to portray ourselves in and out. <laughs> when of we're in mixed companies, company. like oh, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Like the whole <laughs> and one of them was called. One of them was called. Um, Damn, I forgot the name of it, but it was about male female dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying saying to Selwyn and Reg, "Yo, I bet you that that's the one that's going to resonate the most mm-hmm. because to me that's the core of it all. Mm-hmm. The relationship between male and female because you know, when men we come from mothers, so it's it's shaped by that. Mm-hmm. Women come so sure enough, that segment got so blown up that the part 2 was strictly 
hip hop versus America. Been, what's love got to do with it? it? And it wow. was examining yep. the relate the, mm-hmm. like like black love, mm-hmm. like like what is that defined? Like where did this kind of weird ass pimp hoe shit come <laughs> into play in hip hop? It's just this idea that yeah. you gotta like treat women a certain way in order to. I'm not gonna call her for three days after I meet her. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? Cra-? Like mm-hmm. just examining that. Passive right. aggressive. So we yeah. yeah. So we had a lot of like fun doing that, and then um, for me. You know, again, things started like slowing down. And in my brain, I'm just thinking, I want to do scripted TV. I want to write. Wow. Sopranos is over, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I would have loved to write on Sopranos. Sons of Anarchy had just come out. Oh, I could do that. Lost. I was a big fan of Lost. I'm a Mm -hmm. sci-fi geek, too. Wow. So I'm like thinking of all these shows that I would love to get on Mad Men. I'm like, yo, I would love to be on Mad Men, right? And uh, in my conceited ass New York brain I was like I can do it from New York I don't gotta move to Philly uh, to oh, LA Cali, yeah. I can do it I love LA LA's dope but I don't gotta do it and then I, I snapped out of that nonsense and decided okay I'm gonna I'm move to LA but my first idea of moving to LA I, I came up with this thing of I need X amount of money like I need X amount of money. I got to have X amount of meetings lined up. I should be signed. Like, I created all these obstacles for myself wow. instead of just like, well, let me just write some hot shit mm-hmm. yeah. and then go out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as it happens, one day um, in 2010, uh, February, March of 2010, weird that I don't remember, I go and hang out with a couple of my dudes in Philly. I used to go to Philly, you know, every now and then on the weekends to go hang out. I go hang out and we hit this club and... Uh, at this club, as we're leaving, we get into some words with some dudes. Really stupid, dumbass shit. Ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was really stupid. Really he, be, he be keeping it real. It was just dumb, dumb shit. Was just, yeah, yeah. And uh, so these cats jump out on us three on three. Mm-hmm. And the dude I was squared off with, he was crazy young. Like young. He probably was a teenager or like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And my boy to my right starts mixing it up with this dude like they just went in and started mixing it up mm-hmm. and or whatever barking at each other and I'm looking at this kid and I remember thinking his hand was behind his back mm-hmm. and I remember thinking okay so is this little dude holding does he got a burner like and I'm like nah he doesn't have a gun because if he did he'd have pulled it it's probably a knife and then as I'm thinking all this I'm like I'm close enough to, to just duff him I could just you know knock him out mm-hmm. but wait I'm a little tipsy I, I'm gonna have to two piece him mm-hmm. I'm like processing all this, all this going shit. through his head wow <laughs> and that's when it hit me okay I'm drunk I'm doing way too much thinking and I like I lost it so I gotta I gotta pause and my boy starts mixing it up to my right and when I looked to my right for like a half a second I took my eyes off this kid and he got me really he, uh, mm. stabbed me. Yeah, he stabbed me he stabbed me in the ribs and um, he hits me, you know, he pops me, and the look on his face was like terror, like, oh. And he just takes off, tells yo, yo, get in the car. The, the dudes jump in the car, and I'm just, I'm holding my side, and my boys don't know what happened to me. I'm just holding my side. Hmm. I remember I was wearing a white shirt, man, fucking Kenneth Cole. Bought that shit that day. <laughs> Bought it that day, took a selfie. Like, yeah, let's go get that my And the weird shit is when, when we was in the crib before we went out, and I'm like, you know, stunting with the shirt, my boy goes, yo, whatever you do, man, don't, don't drink nothing with uh, cranberry in it today. Yeah. And uh. I, remember th- I remember him saying, you don't want no cranberry juice on that. And for so whatever weirdo fucking reason, my brain said, or blood. That, that, that. <laughs> so when that happens I'm holding my side and we walk into the car and I'm like yo this fucking dude just stabbed me I don't say nothing to my boys we're in the car and they're like yo let's get these motherfuckers they had things in the car and they want to drive around and chase them and I went yo fellas they got me 
they got me, they got me. What are you talking about? And I was like, I was pissed off. I was yeah. really angry. Like, yo. And I look at my hand and it's just drenched. I look at my shirt and I'm leaking like fucking crazy. Wow. And my boys are flipping out. Yo, what the fuck? So they rush me to the hospital. Um, and I'm fading. You know, they're asking me my name. What's your name? What's your name? How old are you? And when I said my age, I was I felt like really fucking stupid and embarrassed. <laughs> um, and I'm fading. And I just kept thinking about my uh I kept thinking about my little ones, man. Yeah, I kept yeah. thinking about them. Um and I kept saying, yo, let me get my phone, let me get my phone. I want to call my kids. Mm. Just in case, you know? Mm. And uh and then they, they put the fucking thing on me to anesthesia. Mm. And I don't remember nothing, but I woke up some hours later, fucking stitched up, crazy. And then I found out. And again, I'm not embellishing not to make this shit a story because I haven't told the story to too many people. Mm. And here I am running my mouth. There's <laughs> <laughs> well, only 50,000 people out there. And the doctors were basically like on some, yo, dude, like, like here's the deal. Um, a centimeter up. And it would have punctured your heart. Mm. Wow. Centimeter down, it would have got a, a not liver because it's on kidney. the side. It would have got a kidney. <laughs> forward, uh, uh, forward would have hit your lung. Right. Mm-hmm. Backwards, and they were like, "We don't know how the hell, but that shit went straight through and didn't hit nothing but tissue wow. and rib muscle." Mm-hmm. Um, I lost a lot of blood. I lost a lot of weight. I was I was out for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then. Uh, I went and and, and uh, uh, recuperated at my boy's house for like a week. Couldn't really walk, and then I, you know, they drove me to New York. I still was walking around like super weak, hobbling. Wow. Um, I probably could stand for like like. It's not like I lost my ability to walk. I don't mean it like that. I just mean I was just super weak. Right, right, right. Um, anyway, so as I was recuperating, feeling better, I went out with my nephew Rod, Rod Perez. Love him to death. He's my nephew, but we're really close in age, so he's I consider him like one of my best friends. I'm gonna take you out to dinner, Unc. And we go out to dinner somewhere like First Ave and First Street down in the lower in, in the lower east side. And he says to me, When are you moving to LA, man? And I was like, I don't know, man. I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. And he was like, Are you sure you're not scared to move? And of course, you know, tough guy shoot scared. He's almost scared. And he was like, I don't mean consciously, I just mean, you know, what do you think about when you think about moving to LA? And uh and I said, Oh, I think about the mountains, man, because even if the industry wasn't there, it's just California's just dope, man. The air, the mountains, the ocean. I just feel it over there, man. I just like it. What else? Do you think of anything bad? And I said, uh, I think about missing my babies, man. I mm-hmm. think about them a lot. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, well, maybe, um, maybe, you know, what you're doing is going to be better for them and you just need to stop thinking short term and it'll just be better for them. Wow. Like, this is what you've always wanted, man. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his eyes got fucking watery and he was like, yo, Unc, man, I thought you were finished. I thought you was not going to come back from this. Like, I mm-hmm. thought you were going to just be super depressed and just be like, oh, fuck it, man. I give up. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, yo, dude, I used to fucking, I used to uh, talk to you when you would call from prison back in the day because he was still a kid. You know, I was in my early 20s. He was a teenager. And he was mm-hmm. like, and I honestly just thought you were going to wind up a fucking stereotype, like full of shit. Because mm-hmm. you would talk to me from the phone from prison talking about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And you did it. Wow. Yo, dude, you did it. So the <laughs> fact that this just happens to you. And he and he was like, yo, man, I thought I thought you were fucking gone, man. I mm-hmm. thought I lost you, man. I, like, like you almost died. Mm-hmm. So I went home that day. 
on the subway and I was like, oh shit, I almost fucking died. Like I stopped to think about that. All right. And I'm, you know, not embarrassed to say this, but I have $40. That's all I had, $40. I never say to my name. Mm-hmm. I learned better years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. As far as I'm concerned, and you, brother mm-hmm. Hilliard, and you, and you, sis, you should say no matter how much you got, mm-hmm. you got fucking millions and billions to your name because your name is your all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got $40 on me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to LA. I have no fucking idea how I'm going to do it, but I am going to LA. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Hobbled up to my little apartment that my girl Rosie was letting me stay at. Um, and uh, as I stand, as I sit here before you, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to go to LA. The next day, I'm on the bus to catch the subway to go to my favorite Starbucks. 67th in Columbus, shout out. This motherfucker loves Starbucks. Y'all need to fucking give me free gold forever, yo. And I'm on the bus and I happen to check Facebook. Mm. Right? I happen to check Facebook and this brother Jordan Summers hit me. I had never met him. Yo, Carlito, my name is Jordan Summers. My father and I are putting together a commemorative book on the history of hip-hop. It's going to be monumental. It's going to be like 17 by 20. It's going to weigh like 20 pounds or whatever the fuck size. Mm. It's going to weigh 20 uh, 20 pounds, 400 pages, blah, 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 blah. Mm. We're looking for writers, whatever, and your name keeps coming up. And Mm. when I looked up your writing, dude, I got to have you in this book. Mm. I'll tell you right now how much he paid me. I can pay you. I can pay. I need you to write a 3,000-word essay. On the history of MCing, the history mm. of rapping, mm. I can pay you twenty five hundred dollars. Wow! And I know that's below your rate. Mm. And here's real talk: yeah, yeah. had that been five years earlier, my cocky ass, conceited <laughs> ass, having <laughs> just like, left the source, would have right, been like twenty five hundred dollars for three thousand words. That's less than a dollar word. Uh-huh. Don't you know they pay me like three dollars a word now? You bugging kid, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'd have been that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but having almost lost right. my my life. Right. Yeah. And having said to the universe the day before, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to go to L.A. And then lo and behold, and when I was reading that message, I was on the bus like, yo, <laughs> looking around me like, that's fucking weird. And so, long story short, I wrote the essay. A week later, he hits me back. I need you to do another one. So in two weeks, like, I doubled my money. Wow. And then he was like, we're based in L.A. We're going to mail you the check. And I was like, you based in L.A.? Do me a favor. Mm. Hold on Hold to my that. check. Oh, yeah. I'm out there. Hold my check. And I, and I hit up my pops. Pops, spot me 300 mm-hmm. Trying to buy this plane ticket. Got you, son. Mm-hmm. And I bought, and I came to L- Remember my original, I'm going to move to LA. I need this. I need that. Right, I need right, this. right. The amount, the early, the early amount was like, I need 18000 I got to get an apartment. I need a car. <laughs> I need meetings. Da, da, da. And yeah. I went to LA. I got to LA. I think I probably had like $80 on me. My wow. backpack. My boy Andre Ware, great actor. He had spent mad time in LA and he was moving back to New York. So I mm. crashed with him for like a week. Mm. Wow. Met up with Jordan and his father, Jeff, mm. where we had traded all these right. talks about uh, uh, the Bronx. And they gave me my little couple stacks and mm. got an apartment. And uh, and I've been here since, man. And Jeff took a liking to my writing and he knows every fucking body. So he sent my stuff out mm. to like, no lie, y'all. Like he was sending my stuff out to like Richard Pepler and mm-hmm. and and Kevin Riley, like the like the, the top CEOs cats. of these yeah. dudes. And I'm laughing because I'm like, them dudes don't day to day, right? It's like they have no idea. <laughs> right. But it didn't matter because they responded well. Knock on wood, and they would 
refer him, hey, go holler at my so-and-so VP of drama, mm-hmm. EVP of development, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I started connecting all these dots. And in so doing, I said to you guys mm-hmm. earlier, I took a general at mm-hmm. HBO, connected mm-hmm. some dots there. Time passes, time passes. My friend uh, uh, at CBS, head of corporate diversity, Barbara Matos, she introduces me to uh, Carol Kirshner, who's dope. Oh, right, right, right. right. I love yeah. Carol. Diversity Carol program. told me, you need right. to have somebody submit you for Humanitas. Right. So I'm submitting to Humanitas. I'm going through their thing because they, you know, you go through phases. They, mm-hmm. they, right. they kept approving the Right, phase. right. And then... Um, and then one day I'm at the Starbucks over here in Toluca Lake. There's a Starbucks again. The magical yeah. Starbucks. Bob's big boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to, they need to pay uh, you, dude. <laughs> you gotta hook me up. You just want that platinum I don't even power. need it. <laughs> I don't even want a lot. Like, just one venti a day for the rest of my life. That's, and that's all it takes. Go. We'll make that happen that's on here. That's yeah. And that's where I met Lindelof. And yeah. Lindelof, uh, we, we traded emails over the summer of 2013. You know, I never asked him to read, to read my writing. I felt like that's thirsty. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Yeah, right, just, right, right. Just, you know, and 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 again, listen, y'all. Like I'm I'm a cocky ass dude, man. I just try to keep <laughs> it in check. I'm, I'm I try to live my life with confidence because yeah. otherwise, like all of this, can you believe this happened to me? Like I've been working towards this. You right, know? So, right. So, so I I try to find a, a balance between accepting that I'm exactly where I belong right. while being extremely grateful. Right. And let me that just say this. Let me just say this before you go on. People, he's talking about Damon Lindelof. <laughs> yes. He he just said Lindelof. Damon Lindelof, yeah. who, who did Prometheus and yeah. Lost yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that's who he's talking about. But you met him at a coffee shop, right? Met him in a coffee shop, went up, introduced myself, and again, See? wasn't thirsty. You know, I... Maybe it's because I was an exec before. I, you know what it is too? It's hip hop. I was talking to my girl Mimi Valdez. Mm-hmm. She oh is my God, chief Mimi. creative officer. You know Mimi? Oh, that is my girl. I know Mimi a, a, a minute. So, so I met Mimi when I first came out of prison when we were eight years old. Both. <laughs> so, 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 so Mimi is chief creative for Pharrell's company. Mm-hmm. I am other, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking yesterday, and I was explaining to her how. How there are a few of us out here that come from hip hop. So mm-hmm. me, Chael, my boy Selwyn, who's doing features and he's rocking with Lionsgate now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing Age of Miracles, which is going to be bonkers, by the way. And so we have a different attitude, exactly. like 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 because we all come from journalism, and then mm-hmm. it's hip hop journalism. Mm-hmm. We kind of got a little bit more of the in your face kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was a Starbucks writer, but I'm not a shy dude. Right, like, right, I'm not right. Gonna be the guy who's going to be in there and then try to be, you know. Or rather, be all socially awkward in the room. I'm not trying to dominate the conversation, yep. despite right. what you may think. From this <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be a shy guy. Right. So when I introduced myself to him, it wasn't all hat in hand. Hey, man! Oh my God! Right, right. It was like, yo, dude, popped him on the shoulder. Yo, right. man, I'm a big fan of your shit, man. Right. Good luck on the leftovers. Peace. And you know, we just oh wait a minute, dude, and we just started talking. Traded emails over the summer, mm-hmm. and then when I uh, when I told him that I got the Humanitas um, New Voices uh, uh, grant, mm-hmm. you know, he offered me the job on Leftovers, and and that was life changing. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. dude, that dude gave me a shot, man. You know, mm-hmm. not having read me, and you know, knock on wood, mm-hmm. it you know he didn't. He didn't fuck himself up in the process. Of course, you know, he had to, he had to get approval from HBO. He got to go vet. Like, let me go right, back behind right, the right. scenes and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but because I had the relationship at HBO, right. then Francesca vouching me, oh, mm-hmm. yo, Carlito's good people. Like, yeah, we want to work with him. So it all, it all worked out. Mm-hmm. It all worked out. And then, um, you know. And you were on there for the f- I was on first it for, season. I was on it for season one. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, every episode was co-written. 
mm-hmm. you know, so he blessed me with a quote unquote half an episode. But yeah, can you tell the audience uh, a brief synopsis of what The Leftovers, what the show is? Oh, so The Leftovers is based on a novel by Tom Parada of the same name, and it's about uh, it's about a man and his family, Kevin Garvey, a man and his family coming to terms. Um, Simultaneously, as the world comes comes to terms with this crazy, like global tragedy, where two mm. percent of the world's population just ups and disappears one day, mm. October fourteenth. <laughs> Nobody tells we, you why. We were never going to put the, the, the year on it, but whatever. October October fourteenth on a given day, like two percent of the world's population disappears. So, mm. like, we were all here talking, and I'm running my mouth, and all of a sudden, in the middle of a gone right, right, that right. kind of right. right? No cloud of smoke, nothing. It's just like, whoa. Mm. Of course, my man Neil deGrasse Tyson, shouts to the Bronx. Yeah. He did hey. a little thing on it like, well, if that were really to happen, you would have little mini atom bombs. <laughs> 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 he was always coming in saying something. That brother yeah. is yeah. strong, like, man. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was really challenging for Damon having come from Lost where it was like question, 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 question. Here's some answers. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom Parada's book, it wasn't about finding the answer. Right. So in a weird way, it's not sci-fi or fantasy mm-hmm. or supernatural. It happens before the book even starts. Like, mm-hmm. it happened, and mm-hmm. it's people dealing with that. So so when I read about it before I met Damon, and he was talking about, I have no intention of finding the answer. That's not what the series is about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went, into the, I went into the writer's room that first week like, all right, so we're going to have dudes in the lab trying to figure out. And he was like, nope, we're not doing that. So all the writers were like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's lean right into that. Let's mm-hmm. let's be bold, and let's, mm-hmm. that's not what the show is about. It's mm-hmm. really about relationships and and, and, and real talk. I've read right. the book, the, the source material, mm-hmm. prepping for the room, mm-hmm. and I read the pilot, mm-hmm. and um, I had to put that book down four times because it's about <clears throat> excuse me, it's about loss mm-hmm. and how we process loss, mm-hmm. and uh, it triggered a bunch of memories for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it triggered a lot of that for me. How do you process somebody? Like, what significance does a little moment have? There's a story mm-hmm. that he tells about how he was driving one day, got a little distracted, and waited half a second before the light turned green. Before he he was at a light, mm-hmm. he waited a half a second before he hit the gas. And that half a second, this car runs the red. Mm-hmm. And he tells that story because he was like, "Now, what if I would have been on point with that light, right. and I would hit gas? Mm-hmm. Right. What would my life have been?" Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think about that with my mom a lot. You know, mm-hmm. when my mom's uh, died, I was uh, hanging out with my boy Louie across the street, and she had asked me, "Do you want to stay there overnight? Do you want to come home?" And I used to wonder, what if I would have said I want to spend the night? She probably would not have gone out. Mm-hmm. My sister, who invited her out that night. Mm-hmm for years was in therapy because all she kept thinking was I invited her out. Mm. She was home chilling and I'm mm. the one that was like, come out. Mm-hmm. God, come on, Ma. You never, you never had fun. Mm-hmm. So that's why The Leftovers really, 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 really spoke to me. And then I really connected with the character Kevin Garvey because he's Generation X. Mm-hmm. This guy in his like early 40s mm-hmm. who we did the math one day was like, yo, this dude had kids young. Mm-hmm. He had a kid at 20. Or, or, or got with a woman who had a kid who he adopted right. they had a kid at 25 mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. 24 so I really related to the characters that way so it was a lot of fun for me man it was, it was interesting a- how you got that particular TV show you know in terms of dealing with well, loss you, and you, coming I've heard there. you say that, that that show is like the type of writing you really like to do mm-hmm. like that type of show mm-hmm. absolutely you know, when, as you, much when as people, it has that emotional oh yeah no yeah. doubt as much as people say to me oh Empire is perfect for you um and I love it and I appreciate it. They they 
you know, it's easy to it's easy to think that. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. hip hop, hip hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. no right? Oh, Lucius Lion, you know, street dude, oh street dude, oh mm-hmm. cookie prison, oh prison. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't write soap. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. So I, it's been a learning curve for me. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm in the Empire Room and I'm like, so on the wire, they did this thing once <laughs> and uh and uh Wendy Calhoun, who's a co EP on the show, Wendy. I love her to death. She mm-hmm. was like, I love that. It's awesome. Um but if we twist it this way to make it more soapy, and I'm like, hmm, okay, that works. Mm-hmm. And then after three or four times of that, she's like, I love it, but we're not the wire. <laughs> we're the wire. And I'm like, they're right. Yeah, no, you're, da- right. you're Dallas and Dynasty. That's yes. exactly what you are. So, so, so I've been embracing that, man. It's, it's, as a writer, period, as writers, period, mm-hmm. you know, we want to, we want to, let's challenge ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to write the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Leftovers wasn't easy because every yeah. episode we had to come up. It was almost like breaking a pilot every episode because right. we had to come up with new engines. Right. There's no mm-hmm. engine. Right. He's a cop who's not really doing cop stuff. Right. 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 right? She's a teenager who's, you know, we didn't want to do the tropey teenager stuff. Right. What would the teenager right. do in this world? Yeah. This, you know, if you guys saw the series, that's what we had her doing the crazy mm-hmm. shit with the little baby Jesus mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, and then the mom. This, people people would, would say to me about uh, Amy Brenneman's character. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I would tell them, if you watch the series as a whole, just mm-hmm. watch it. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, you'll get it. And yeah, people you started gotta, to get you it. Watch because it. I, I had to binge it. it. Yo, because yeah. I read the book and yeah. I was like, I totally understand why somebody would join a, 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 a group like that, a mm-hmm. cult like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is the point? Right. Like, if we could just go at any minute, it's not a tornado. It's nothing you can explain. Right. It's not a hurricane. It's not a tsunami. It's something you can't explain. I can totally see how you just shut down emotionally, spiritually, and you're just like, okay, we need to be in service of the higher, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and just forego all this other stuff. Yeah, no we can't forget what happened right. to us. Right. So that was that character. So, so yeah, man, it's very much what I'm into. What's, what's it like working that... Because you guys have... What is it? Sixteen of you guys in Empire? At Empire it's right now is fourteen. Fourteen it's writers, huge. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fourteen. What's, what's that like being in a room? Because I've been in many rooms. It's just like eight of us, or right? Six of us. Because <laughs> Empire rooms like the old school days of yeah. I mean, rooms. y'all went way back. I mean, what's that yeah. like with that many people? How does how does how's a room run like that? It's um. How do you get your voice in when every, when there's that many? people? You know, surprisingly enough, I was worried about that when when I counted when we got the email. Welcome to the room, y'all. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? First. I, I can't lie. I I was like complaining to my reps, like, see, man, <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably not gonna get an episode. I'm low level. I'm yeah. low on the totem pole. I'm probably not gonna get an episode. I'm. It's cool. It's cool. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm gonna make it work. It's gonna be dope. It's mm-hmm. gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but nah, man. I lean is. I lean. You know how it works. You know mm-hmm. how it works. Eileen is super generous. Like she's crazy generous. Like everybody has a voice, mm-hmm. right? Even now, every now and then. Well, not even every now and then. We're always looking to Jamie, mm-hmm. our writer's assistant. Jamie, what was the thing? And she'll, or she'll just pop in and be like, what you guys were talking about was whatever. Like, she retains so much you have to be- stuff mm-hmm. that we talk about. And she, her notes are impeccable. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. Like, that's a skill set in and of itself. Yeah. And people were telling me, you know, you could start out as a writer's assistant. Shorthand, too. It's got to be. Oh, my up. God. Like, and, then so she, and sometimes I'll glance over and she's not typing. And I'm like, how the fuck is she doing that shit? And then she, she told me, like, I know what the filter out. Like, mm-hmm. I know when you guys are just riffing on stuff that I need to remember. Right. And I know when we're just going down a rabbit hole that ain't going to go nowhere, you know? (laughs) So I ain't topping this shit. So even the two, we have two PAs, Tao, you know, Tao Feek and, uh, and, um, Hannah. Hannah came from Mad Men, you know, so she knows, she knows her way around. Mm -hmm. And we, like, they interchange. Like, one day, one of them is doing, like, basically, like, the support staff stuff, Mm -hmm. clerical, paperwork, Mm -hmm. food orders. 
Very important. You have to be riders. <laughs> you turn into a nasty pack of animals. After <laughs> uh, and then, and then somebody too. else. Yeah. Right. And then the other one will be in the room putting right. up cards on the board and that, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, um, but even they have a voice is my point. Mm-hmm. So from staff writer all the way up to co-EP, mm-hmm. um, like everybody has a voice. And some personalities are just pop out. Malcolm Spellman, my dude, like his. Malcolm is on the show too. Malcolm is that he he's a trip. I love him, man. Like that dude, he just has he just has that quality of like clear vision. This is where we at. Let me ask you a quick question. Let me change the subject. Like I was just mentioning about like the Empire uh, panel we did at the Writers Guild, right? Yes. Because I'm on the committee that puts on most of those, right? Now, um, I noticed that. I mean, you guys had Danny Strong on, you know, one of the um, creators of the show, and then you had like. Some other uh, writers. But mm-hmm. How did you get on and some of the other producer levels didn't get on if you're just the staff writer? What, what, what oh, happened? Oh, boy. What now happened? You, you start talking about levels. Now you're making me feel like, oh. I'm not trying to, but Wait, I'm let just me get, trying to figure get, out. Because he was in jail. That's why he got on. Let me get you he, on text and be like, oh. <laughs> that's about levels and I'm political just curious shit Because like I know so. it can be kind of political when you have yeah. other producers in the room and you're a low-level writer, but yet not you're they're not on the panel. So, I mean, what? Is it just like the the showrunner said, "Hey, you're coming, you're coming, you're coming"? What happened? No, no. I think that panel. Um, again, listen. You know, it's it's Danny. Uh, he's an EP. He's mm-hmm. not the showrunner, but he's an EP co-creator. Mm-hmm. So of course we gotta, you know, we gotta we gotta defer, right? Definitely. Um, he and Eileen have a great relationship working wise. You know, where they they have their own dynamic. Sure. Um, Lee as well. Lee will breeze in every week, every couple of weeks, and guys, this is what I think. And blow our minds and piss mm-hmm. us off, but then or we'll be like, oh shit, wow, okay, that we make that work, we can mm-hmm. make that work, Lee, hell yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So they have their dynamic. In that particular case, uh, honestly, I don't think I don't think uh, politics had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. One of the um, Yvette reached out to me from the oh, Latino Writers yeah, Committee. Yvette, yeah. Yvette reached she's out on to our me. Show. Yeah, Yvette reached out to me. Yvette Vargas. Yvette, Yvette Vargas, yeah. yup. Yeah. Um, and she's Peoples, you know, fellow New Yorker. Mm. And she reached out to me and was like, Carlito, so we're doing this Empire panel. I would mm. love, as the Latino representative on Empire, like yeah. WC, mm-hmm. I would love to have you on that. And so I was like, to the people that were going to be on it, yo, guys, yeah, is it, yeah, 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 come on, it's cool. of course, oh, okay. hell yeah, get down. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how it, that's how that happened. I was just curious. I mean, you're great. I'm, I'm Thank you. I appreciate it because I saw Malcolm and then I saw you, and I was like, yeah. And then, and then some of these panels, <laughs> you know honestly, some of them just happened because, like, I know that they did one in New York. Mm-hmm. Availability, probably too. That was Fox. Like Fox set that one up. Yeah, I saw. So that. they had yeah. they had Jashika, Jashika and Janika, the yeah. twins. Right. They had Eric. They yeah. had Josh, and mm-hmm. I believe Attica. I believe. But then we did one at the Lemert Park Book Fair. That wow. was through Attica. So you know, Attica's an author. Yeah. Right? So Attica's got the three books, and so mm-hmm. she was promoting Pleasantville. And then they asked, "Hey, can you right. do an Empire panel mm-hmm. like diversity?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah." So she asked me to be on that one. Sure. Nice. So some of the panels are like. "Quote unquote official through Fox, and right. then I don't know if they would ask me or not. And then some of them would be understood. You know, um, yeah. the whole thing about titles could get a little bit. I'm being real with oh, y'all, squirrely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can, it could be. It could get a little. Again, you know, my ego is the size of Alaska. <laughs> I have a big <laughs> ego, y'all. I, I just I'm a Scorpio. It's just how we do. <laughs> yeah. But I really try to balance that shit out. Mm-hmm. I've been a professional writer for a long time, mm-hmm. right? A long time. I've ran a staff. I've run shows. Mm-hmm. News and docs, but I've run shows. Mm-hmm. Um, believe me when I tell you that 
you know, as crazy ecstatic and jumping up and down when Lindelof offered me um, leftovers, you better believe that I went right to my reps and was like, so can we ask for something above staff writer? And they were like, are you crazy? And I was like, why the fuck I got to be crazy? Like, right. like, I've been in a professional environment as a mm-hmm. writer getting paid to spit out words mm-hmm. along. Well, you know, your level, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a conversation with Charles Murray, mm-hmm. hey. who was like, boy, you need to shut the fuck up and sit down. Did he tell you the story about how That's when, he he first, me, when he first came out and, and the guy year. was like, he said, nobody told me that I was supposed to uh, get paid. Uh, well, <laughs> I, was supposed to, I was supposed to compliment them and talk about them. He's like, well, I like your stuff. And Charles is like, okay. Yo, when you get him on here, when you get him on here, please have him tell you the story of how he worked. I don't want to exaggerate, but fuck it, a season and didn't get paid for it. What? Or like twenty? It was like a bunch of time, and he was like, "I was supposed to get a word." Yeah, he got to tell you that story. It was it was either with Botchko. Or with uh, with uh, David Milch. Okay. Please have him tell you that story because yeah. he told me that, and I fell out of my chair at the Magical Star, like, <laughs> okay. laughing. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! So he so he put me in check. He was, and I was like, "Look, Charles, man, I know I'm going to take the job. I'm mm-hmm. just venting to my brother. Like, damn, yo, like, ugh. and he yeah. was like, "Dude, you are not coming into this game on some." CBS cop drama, no knock to CBS because yeah. they're still number one, or TNT, TB, like you're not coming on some some drama that's going to be ranked 50th. Yeah. Like you're coming in the game the top on HBO with Damon Lindelof, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up and right. sit down. Right. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. Because yeah. just from being on that show, you can ride. Right. That's what I found interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. oh, HBO. Yeah. And you know, so so it's been that. So even on Empire, I'm low on the totem pole, but Whatever, I don't plan on staying there. Well, can I ask you this? Low on the totem pole, y'all. Not that <laughs> I plan on being on Empire for as long as I'm telling you. Well, and, and since Empire is following this family mm-hmm. and it's doing hip hop in this black family, when are they going to bring some Latino folk in there? Because you know, Latino folk <laughs> are part of hip hop. And I'm watching Empire because, you know, I did my binge watch to catch up for the new season started. And I was just like, You don't like Jamal's boyfriend? But I'm talking about in terms of the power artists, the and artists oh the artists uh, oh like pit, well isn't Pitbull gonna uh, do something? Well, he can't say anything. Know, oh, we have nothing. <laughs> he can't say anything. <laughs> you can't but, ask him a direct not, question. I'm not talking about just in terms of like special guest artists that come. I'm talking about like characters. No, a character. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, like characters or anything like that. I, I recently did an interview with uh, Latina Magazine, mm-hmm. Latina.com, LatinaMag.com, right? Uh, with my man Jesus Trevino, right? Jesus and another colleague of ours, a friend of mine, Celia San Miguel, they wrote they wrote two pieces last year, or last when Empire was season one, mm-hmm. early in the year. And one of the pieces was on 10 things Empire got wrong, blah, 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 mm-hmm. or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't have me talk. Oh. <laughs> and one of them was... I read a lot of one of them was where are the Latinos? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. So then Jesus did one that was basically like just the whole piece was why Empire Lee needs Latinos, right? Mm-hmm. I used to be an editor. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the sentiment of that piece, mm-hmm. but that piece to me was ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Mind you, ill-advised because when I was an editor, like it was all print. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't ill-advised because it worked. It got a lot of it got a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the traction that it got, the bulk of it, or from where I sat, half of it, it just kind of reignited 
this very, very disturbing and fucked up Latino versus African-American. Divisive, like, yeah. Like, right? Mm-hmm. And I emailed him separately or Facebook messaged him separately and was like, yo, bro, I understand your sentiment. Right. Um, you can find a thousand other things to complain about on Empire. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't have been one of them. I mm-hmm. thought that was a advice. I don't think that strategy works mm-hmm. because now you got a bunch of black folk mm-hmm. and, and that otherwise would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But now because you did that and I told him, I said, I equate that kind of stuff with there being a shootout outside mm-hmm. and you want to be the dumb motherfucker who's going to stick your head out the window and see you shoot <laughs> Right? And get popped in your oh, head. Somebody's like, shooting. Like, like, like from the Latino point of right, view, that right. wasn't a fight we needed to get into. That has mm-hmm. nothing... Be easy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of Latino friends and peers and colleagues that mm-hmm. still say that. Mm-hmm. I get messaged all the time. Mm-hmm. Same question you just asked, mm-hmm. right? This may frustrate people to hear. I don't pitch agendas. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm a storyteller, period. Mm-hmm. This goes back to when I was at the source. Mm-hmm. When I was at the source, my first year there, Selwyn, at the time, he had become editor-in-chief at the point at the time. And he goes, yo, see, yo, Lito, I want to do a, a story on Latinos and hip-hop. I hadn't been pitching that, right? It's not, it's not that I approach my life with this weird-ass lens of like self-hate or not identifying. I identify like a motherfucker, Carlito. And, 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 and believe it or not, and yo, let me take it a step yeah, further. Right. I used to correct people when they'd be like, Carlito. I'd be like, Carlito. I used to try to emphasize the pronunciation <laughs> right. until I'm right. like, let me stop being a dick about yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. So I represent to the fullest, I'm Cuban, I'm Dominican, I'm from the Bronx. I spent a lot of time in Miami and Philly around Puerto Ricans, black folk, Colombians, mm-hmm. Ecuadorians, like you name it, right? right? I'm, I'm, I'm of that melting pot. Um, I'm a hip-hop dude. I grew up around black folks, so I identify hardcore with African-American-ism, mm-hmm. right? But my thing is, and, and you know, was back then at the source, what I told Cell was, I don't think... If we do that, we do it once and we get the fuck out the way mm-hmm. because it's never been done. Mm-hmm. Because what I don't want to do is, I don't want to stand, I, I, I don't know why I always think of like city, city metaphors. I was like, I don't want to be the dude standing on the roof of the car in the middle of the block mm-hmm. yelling, yo, fuck that. Latino's been here since day one. Oh, nigga, you got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Right. Because when you do that, here it is, y'all. When you, when you have an other mm-hmm. who's marginalized. Mm-hmm. Right, you have a marginalized other, and you wanna you wanna like establish a presence for that other, mm-hmm. and like declare, hey, we're here, we've been here for that other. Mm-hmm. You have to be very very careful, right? Mm-hmm. We all in this shit together. Right. You got to be careful that you don't step on right. any other others mm-hmm. who've been kind of having their own little victories, mm-hmm. right? Empire is a hell of a victory for black people in the U.S. Like, redonkulous how big that show (laughs) is, right? right? So, for all of a sudden, for somebody with a name who ends in Z to be talking that, yo, y'all got to have me. I I 100% understood why black people were like, God damn, we Mm. can't have shit. Can we just have a little bit of something? Can we just have something? We just started. We're on season one. So so now listen. So now listen. Here's the thing, though. Uh A bunch of my hip-hop journalist friends, when we were sitting around season one... And this is, I said this to Eileen when I met her, Danny Lee, the, the 20th century uh, studio people, mm-hmm. 20th TV and Fox people. What did you think of season one? Be honest, be honest, be honest. Did we get it right? Did we get the music shit right? And what I said to them was, yo, listen, man, if me and my music industry hip hop snobby friends, if all we did was sat around and trying to pick that show apart, 
then fuck watching it. Like it's not fun to watch. Right. I got right. I got better shit to do. Right. I got to right. write. I got right. things to do. Right. 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 So to me, once I realized from the pilot, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. This show is a soap. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I only have something to do with it because it's hip hop. Right. Cool. I just let a lot of stuff slide. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got way more imp- as a writer, as a creator, as a mm-hmm. as a, a an aspiring showrunner. Right. I have a lot more things to a lot more cards to play mm-hmm. than to all of a sudden be like, yo, I got to have Latino. Y'all want to hire me on Empire? I need to have some Latinos on here. Mm-hmm. That's just not how I get down, mm-hmm. right? My thing is, weave it into the tapestry. Yes. I did the story in the source a million years ago. I bring it up because I, you know, I, 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 at the time, nobody had done it. Right. Did the story in the source. I did like a little correlation between the history of Latinos and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Juxtaposed against the history of Latinos, period. Mm. Right? Before 1492, there was no such thing as a Latino. Exactly. Mm. Right? It was Spaniards. Right. Boom. Mm-hmm. And Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. Right? Mm-hmm. So I juxtaposed those two. And then after that, just weave it into the tapestry. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing stories on Big Pun talking about, yo, he's dope for a Puerto Rican. Yo, he's dope for a Latino. Mm-hmm. Yo, Big Pun is dope. Period. I put him up yep. against anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Kid Frost, Mellow Man A, Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, we just thought it just, it just became Kid Capri. Right. So much so right. that all of a sudden, you know, and I'm not, I don't mean this in a negative way at all. Like, other, other MCs started feeling a lot more comfortable with, like, yo, Nori, right? Yeah. When Nori first came yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you mm-hmm. kind of had to dig to hear him say half Puerto Rican. Right, mm-hmm. and then yo, he just he just went in fully where he started doing songs like with the, with the reggaeton cats, N O R E, Porter Rock from Queens, right. Iraq, you know they, you know, sure. and that sort of thing. Tragedy, Gaddafi. Uh, uh, um, well, I don't know if Traj is half Puerto Rican, but I know A Z is half I-N-C. Dominican. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 yep, yep, fabulous mm-hmm. Dominican. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And these cats, I like, started talking talking about that. And of course, you know, you got Fat Joe waving a flag to the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican dude. Mm-hmm. You got Big Punk, Cuban Link, Triple Says, Dominican. So like all these cats, like you know, and um, to don't me, forget Cypress to me, Hill. To me, it became woven into the tapestry. Yeah. Right? Be real wasn't like. Super running his mouth, waving a Mexican flag or a Cuban flag, talking mm-hmm. about he was that. just spitting. He was all. just spitting, <laughs> right? right? With a white DJ mm-hmm. who's a who's a beast too. Yes, you know, Muggs is still my man mm-hmm. too. He's he's still a monster. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so so case in point, I get to Empire, and uh, we're breaking a story or something like that in the room one day, and a character comes up, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I don't remember if it was the female character, if it was the male character. Mm-hmm. I know that it was Malcolm who said, yo, man, we should make him Latino. Mm-hmm. And as a joke, I threw my fist up like the, like the power joke <laughs> in the protest. Uh-huh. And everybody laughs. And, uh, and, I, and I give him a little wink, like, good looking out, brother. And he was like, nah, I'm serious, Lito, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, well, I mean, whatever. Because I didn't go into that room like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right. But he says, no, man, I feel like we owe y'all. I feel like we owe y'all, man. Come on, y'all. We owe the Latinos, y'all. Empire wouldn't be a hit if Latinos wasn't watching it, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I can attest to that because my sister 
Cuban Dominican chick from the Bronx lives yeah. in Miami. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, have you seen Empire? I can't get enough of this. All <laughs> my Puerto Rican friends, black friends. I got a Mexican friend who was telling me, I said this in the same Latino article, who was telling me that his grandparents hardly speak English. <laughs> <laughs> but they are hooked on Empire because it's a telenovela today. Right. 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 Yeah. They're like, oh my God, I love this right. show. With right. Right. So, right. so Malcolm yeah. says that. Malcolm says that. And I'm like, oh snap. All right. Uh, I mean, hey, and I looked at the showrunner. She was like, yeah, sure, of course, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like let's rock. Like, it wasn't like a deliberate thing. Right. And then it made sense for the story, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then other characters, and let's just say that, you know, knock on wood, you just weave it into the tapestry. Okay. So, I'm hoping that happens because it's like one of the things that I, I enjoy about the show, the soap opera acts, it's just every time something happens, it's just like, oh, my God, this wouldn't happen in real life. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm still watching it anyway. Like, right. what? It's right. smart. It but knows it's like, how to do it. I just it. almost yeah. feel like I want to see that. Like, I want to see more of the Caribbean. I, I want to see a lot of the roots because a lot of our, even our quote-unquote African-American mm-hmm. characters, a lot of them do have those Latin or Caribbean roots, oh, Caribbean. Oh, yeah, you know, right. and bring that into did, you just, see, did y'all watch the premiere? Season yes. one. I mean, season two premiere. Yes. So did you see Anika? Yes. <laughs> Did you yeah. see Grace Geely? Did oh you see her do her thing with Mimi Whiteman with the She's an island girl. Mm-hmm. So but she's like, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. she's from Cayman, uh, yeah, Cayman, Cayman Islands. Islands. Yeah. We didn't that wasn't written into the script like right. that. Like she's gonna pop it. Right. We just said Anika Anika begrudgingly dances with Mimi right. Whiteman. Right. So when when Grace, you know, she's a dope actress, mm-hmm. when she was in the moment <laughs> there's Lee, she's Took a little sweater off and pop, 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 and we saw the dailies and right. fell out. Like, yeah, 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 she popped yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, just right. to me, it's just organic. It's just part of it anyway. Right. It's just exciting to be able right. to see you that in there. Flavor. Yeah, yeah. flavor. And yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Just because I don't want, I will say this. In terms of specifically Latinos on the show, um, yes, yes, you will see Latinos on the mm-hmm. show. Some of it is very specific. Some, some of it. The fact that they're Latino, we leaned into it mm-hmm. and made it a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And other aspects of it, nah, it's just the world. And mm-hmm. it works fine. I love that. Like, it's not a big thing. Right. Wait, what? Latin- like, it just is That's what it a, is. It is what yeah. Which is, which is, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And next up, you know, fucking leave it up to me, we'll have a dude like, uh, it's my man's name that was spitting fire back in the day, Jen. Mm. This Asian cat that was a monster. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, we'll have some... Have some Asians on there kind of like doing their thing. Because to me, that's what I remember for being in the hip-hop industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. It's just very multi-cultural, mm-hmm. which is hip-hop to me. Yeah, when I would go to hip-hop, you know, rap concerts, and you go in there, and it's like, oh, my God, it's the UN. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Benetton ad. Yeah, it's a like, big, giant Benetton You know, ad. and everybody doing their thing. But, yeah, I was wondering, like, hmm, are they going to have some more? And like you said, the, the, the thing is to have it organically weaved into the right. story, not just, let's just throw them in like most TV yeah. shows do. Yeah, just nah. throw them in. In the background mm-hmm. or something like no no nah, it's a really dope environment in mm-hmm. there like I said Eileen is very uh, she's very generous you know so we all get the way in and you know we're all pitching stuff from real life you know I'm not necessarily in there just, just like hey, I remember when this thing happened when I was at the source but every now and then a story will come up organically somebody mm-hmm. else will pitch it and then you know you figure out a way from your life or your mm-hmm. life your life sure. to kind of like shade the character mm-hmm. a certain way emotionally and it's a lot of fun, man. The show is very, it's a lot harder to write than I thought. <laughs> Sitting in my armchair. I was an yes. armchair showrunner. Like, oh my God, they did that? Come on. Come on. Oh, okay. We want to hire you on Empire. And then, and then you got in the room, you're like. And I'm over there coming in there like, all right, I got yeah. this. And when, and when I, you know, knock on wood, I wrote episode two. Mm-hmm. So when I got the shot to write that episode, man, I turned it in and told Eileen like, yo. First of all, thank you for the shot, but golly, she was like, no, listen, listen, people think it's an easy show to write, right. but 
you know, don't worry. You, you know, you're getting it. You're getting it. So the so next episode's coming up is yours. Episode two. Are you going to live tweet? Because, you know, we'll be, on, we'll be live tweeting. Because this will be dropping tomorrow anyway. So. <laughs> oh, a word? Yeah. Wow, you guys don't play. Yeah. I, don't I strongly playing. suggest you divvy this up in like 10 parts. Three hours in two. Because we do about an hour and a half sometimes. Okay. Yeah, my episode is called Without a Country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be live tweeting. You know, it's a thing. Fox asked us, come on down, live tweet with us. So I went down for the for the premiere, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, I got to say this because I feel like it's straight clown. But <laughs> So the whole time I'm live tweeting, I'm like, my numbers are going to go up after this. They got to go up. <laughs> An hour in, all right, I got like 10, 15 followers. That's cool. <laughs> Out of 1.3 million tweets on Empire. But you're a Word. writer, though. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Listen, oh, listen, listen. It, listen, it. it goes up. Trust me. I live tweeted Leftovers uh, last summer, and like like within a day, 80 followers, 100. And I'm like, damn, wow. right? So I live tweeted. I'm like, okay, 10, 15 followers. And it wasn't until yesterday, mm-hmm. day before yesterday, that I realized people started hashtagging that motherfucker. I was using the wrong hashtag. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, I was using sla- hashtag Empire, which is fine, uh-huh. but they were flashing on the screen hashtag Empire season two the so whole time. Oh, so I'm like, oh, oh, man. So I, I do you both. You had the generic I, one. Yeah, I, had the generic I did one. both. Like I do Empire, and then I did Empire season two. So because uh-huh. some people still looking at the Empire tag, sure. but if you put both hashtags, then it'll pop up. But those people can find uh, that sure. too. Because if you for just sure. put Empire, people are like, oh, and that's going to challenge. If I do both, it's going to challenge me. I haven't counted the characters in that, but it's going to challenge me to like, okay, so now I don't have 140. I got no, like, you got to say what you got to say. I got say. like 100. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. And just add little plus signs. And plus, like, oh, he's got more. He's got more. Yeah. Okay, oh, we're going oh, dot, dot, dot. I, I used to do that. Yeah. 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 Or dot, okay. dot, dot. Yeah. And then I just, that's how I do it All in right, there. Because cool, cool. it's so much fun. So y'all live tweeted too? Yeah. Do you do the East Coast or the West Coast feed? Of course I have to do the West Coast. We don't. I don't have a feed to watch it right oh, when it comes right, out. Right, right. So I got to wait and stay off of Twitter. Yeah, you got to stay off. So them heifers on there. I know. You know. I know who you are. My friends on there who be like tweet. I'm like, no, no, I got to wait. I got to wait. But the only th- hard part about that is a lot of times the writers and the producers, they'll do the first one, the East Coast yeah, one, do it, yeah. and the celebrities might tweet. And it's like, we get the little cold left. It's like, you get to the party, and you're like, oh, and then you get the cold leftovers, and it's like, oh. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, last week I did, I, did, um, I did the East Coast one at Fox, and then I went to my man Black Spot, the Man Cave. And I did uh, on Ventura. My boy owns that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Frank and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Frank? Frank? Frank's good dude, man. Get the so hell. My, my boy and Black, Dave too. And yeah. Dave too. Yeah, right. my boy Black does the weekly Empire. Get Wednesday the freak out! Are you serious? Yeah. I'm about to call Frank. I'm about to call Frank when oh, I leave yo, listen, here. Listen, listen to me. Listen, there is a line outside to get in to, to see free TV. Yeah. Right? yeah, like it's like it's like that. It's so a they're party. doing the feed that's playing. Uh, they do the they do the they do the nine o'clock one. The West Coast. I'm gonna call I'm Frank's West raggedy West ass I when I leave here. So I did both. I went did the New York the East Coast one at Vox, and then I was like, okay, let me get to the man cave. And then I tried to do it on my phone. I didn't go as fast because when you're on your laptop, you can. But I gotta follow y'all so we could do it. Yeah, definitely because it's fun and and a lot of times is the conversations and how she goes in with like all the black nerds and all. Oh, that's black Twitter. Yeah, and then we we put our little Mm -hmm. gifts and our little photos and stuff. Our reaction shot. It's fun. That is the. Well, let me just say this: I did not know you were coming on. I did not know much about or anything like that. But but. I was talking to Renee Rawls, another writing friend. She did this African thing called Soule. She got a Nelson Mandela grant and did a little uh, animated short. Oh, you no. should check it out. And um, she said, I watched an episode of 
Empire. Now, you know, people trash it as well. They're oh, like, oh, you oh, know, yeah. Empire's right. a, that's some yeah. ignorant shit, yeah, isn't it? And it's some ish. And I was just like, well, I don't know anything about that, but you know, people, you read the stories about it. Well, Danny Strong was driving down the street and he said, what if P. Diddy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, whack. But I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the first episode. I stayed up all night <laughs> watching Empire. Yeah, this summer I finally oh, sat down because we were watching we, Empire, I and I was like, I, know. I was like, because you know what's funny is I had seen bits and pieces. I know I don't know if you know the Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Uh-huh. Him and his husband did an Empire Strikes Back. Oh, and he so did good. all yeah, the cookie lines, and the, and the dude, and the husband oh, did Han Solo. You should check it out. YouTube, She's like, you got that. something. You got something, boy. You ain't got to make me do it. when she's in the car talking to the federal agent. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. But when I watched it, the show is she's way, way just over the right. top. She's uh-huh. like, y'all, y'all kids can give me quit playing with my wigs. I'm like, this is some ish right here. Yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. he's on some Darth Vader ish. I don't know what he know and how he know it. And he's doing, and Sean Hayes is doing it with a drink in his hand. And then the dog comes on, right? Yeah, yeah. And when she, when she tells her about going to um, Judd Nelson, I don't know the character's Billy. Mm-hmm, Billy she goes, you can't speak English now, huh? But the dog goes, and he does, oh, you can't speak English now, huh? And I'm like, wow. So I'm, I'm listening to that and I'm watching. I'm like, I'm just like, wow, this is seriously this soap opera it is. thing. Once you know that soap opera and the craziness of it. But now I got to wait for, you know, I got to yeah, wait like, for 10 episodes that, now. I can't yeah. be watching the one. I wish they just drop all the episodes now and let me I binge them. Because I was like, you like you hear about it, it's like, eh, I don't but know. But that's how they, they make their money on and the then, I know the summer, how they make I sat money. there and I binge watched. Yeah. I like, I went out, I had to stop after two episodes, go get some snacks. Nice. Hold up in the house and just be like, I watched it. I was up until like five o'clock the next morning. I was like, did you guys go up from season one? Do you get more? Episodes well, yeah, we got eighteen. Got eighteen now. Oh, yeah, eighteen. And you guys came back stronger than ever. And Rosewood, I was, I was um, mad. Y'all should have had a Rosewood, two-hour premiere. Uh, I felt like it should have been two hours. Halo. Yeah, yeah. Rosewood got some love. Shouts to my girl Jana Lee Ortiz. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. on Mars Chestnut. No. So, yes, another that's another mm-hmm. Bronx native, Puerto Rican sister from mm-hmm. from New York. She's doing her thing. Introduced me to Mars. Who's a cool dude? And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, dog. I'm still from well, Boys well, in the Hood. It's kid. like I was telling Hillier in our last episode, and I was talking about the top three. Yeah, the top three. Um, TV shows, network TV shows, and we're not counting reality TV shows, just basic like drama shows. Like Empire is like one of the most, in terms of advertising dollars, the most expensive. Yeah. It's like five hundred thousand dollars. It was a list. It was, was five hundred. Like yeah, it was like top Empire. Seven, it was three scandal, scandal, and, and how to get murder. murder. Right. But Empire is the, the top. Most, yeah, six. like you, if you want to put a commercial wow. on this show. Yeah. You paying half a million dollars for mm-hmm. just thirty seconds. Well, you know what? Thirty I, seconds. I, I know you got to wrap up, but I, I'll give you this one Go in ahead. terms of TV business. Um, one of the things that they're paying a lot of attention to beyond the eyeballs current mm-hmm. um, is the social media activity. Oh God! Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. we just found out that Empire season two premiere um, got. Oh man, I don't want to fuck this up. It's it's uh, it's the most. Tweeted show yeah. drama of all time. Yes. What? Yeah. So, so, okay. so, so it generated yeah. that much. Y'all be going in on And the other thing that. And that's just as important yeah, as like the. It ad, is. Well, the other thing that was important, I thought was interesting, like I said, I would read the stories about it, is that it was been since 1993 that no show right. built on its audience like, like Empire did. Like right. weekly, right. every like, week. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. I think the last show was like Frasier or something yeah. like that. Right. And thank you right. whoever casted Tyra Farrell and brought her back on TV because <laughs> she, yeah, she nice was slaying her, right? and yeah. she looks gorgeous mm. and I'm like, Poop. please... 
You know what? She I'm played Roxanne you. Ford. She played you, the prosecutor. You don't remember Tyrese? Oh, the black bitch in the, in the shoe. Cheap shoe. Yeah, <laughs> she was like that Tom Ford. Yeah, that Tom Ford. Yeah, go up your yellow ass. Yes. When she said that, like I was going to tweet. I can't say yellow ass on Twitter. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is one of those shit to me. This is one of those shows because, like I said, I was like, yeah, but this is one of those shows where you like. Okay, like South Park always. Yeah. I'm I'm going to quote some of these lines, and I can see why he does that. Sean Hayes did that yeah. thing, but you got to watch the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, we'll do, man. We'll do. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kalito, man. Well, yo, we brother, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you for thank having you. me. I know I went. Nah, went, dude, it was I worth the wait. No, it was dude, we gonna, gonna do a two parter, five part series. No, it's gonna be two parter. Yeah, two parter. I'm gonna do you this week and next week. It's gonna go in. Yeah. Um. So thanks, Carlito. We appreciate it. I appreciate. Where can people find you at? Uh, I'm on. I'm on Twitter at. Carlito Machete, or for my uh, Espanol speaking folks, Car- <laughs> Carlito Machete. Um, it's C A R L I T O Machete. This is a straight names. There's no 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 spaces. Okay. I'm okay. I'm the same way on Facebook, Instagram. I, I keep the same handle mm-hmm. straight through. And uh, and then uh, next Wednesday on Fox Empire Without a Country, my episode. And yes. I'm really I'm really proud, you know. That's good. Yeah, thank I'm you. Looking guys. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Escribe. What? <laughs> 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 I see me more. I see me more <laughs> Where you at Lisa Lisa Cult Jam? Uh you can find me on of course on Twitter. I'm usually lurking on most of the hashtags, but one of my favorites is also the Saturday Night Sci Fi. Um, hashtag or the Friday Night Horror. You can also find me with my film reviews on Bitch Flicks. Um, I'm always on there. You know, if you go to Bitch Flicks, I'm going to give you the film reviews with the intersectional black feminist point of view. I'm going to bring it to you. She'll be going in, Carlito. I'll bring it to you. (laughs) You know, and yeah, but you know, I'm always on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's right. uh, you know watching live tweeting the shows, and if the people, the writers, live tweeting, you can. I love that. Can you interact? She, you'll see her. Okay, <laughs> she be making a bold statement too. Where yeah, you at, Kev? I'm at uh, Killer underscore Brew mm-hmm. on Twitter. I can't believe I remembered. Can you? Be- <laughs> you should as much as we get on you. I'm a guest of side effects. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest, and you guys can find me on Twitter. I almost said it like you with your Bronx accent. And uh, <laughs> and you guys want to follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, if you guys want to email us anything, uh, we are talking about doing a kick-ass show for you guys, a question show. Y'all can send us some questions. Um, screenwriters rant room at gmail.com. Um, a special shout out to a couple of the countries out there. Dude, we are all over the world, almost 90 countries. That's all right. dope for screenwriting. That is dope, yeah. man. Black folks, Absolutely. <laughs> Look, we only have a Facebook page and Twitter. That's it. I don't That's have dope. a website, I don't do nothing. All we do That's is put it out there. Brother. Tell your story, know. y'all. Tell your story, you know. Yeah. Story. And the um, fact that your story is so unique and just showing people there's all kinds purging. of paths. Yes. yes. Thank you. Definitely. We love that. Um, so no, you guys can hit us up. So please do us a favor. All of you guys, you know who you guys are. Um, if you're new, if you're old, <laughs> old motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> old folks need love too. Okay. Look, all right. Go on iTunes. Please give us a five-star review. Um, subscribe to the show because we need that shit for the Matrix and um, stuff like that. Again, thanks to all the countries, all the states, all the people who are listening. We love y'all. We appreciate it. So, look, we always say keep it 2015. Join in with us. You too, honey girl. All right. So, on this show, we keep it street. 
We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? 2015. All right. Ciao. I can recall when I was small, just this tall. My pops would drop jewels with rules and fistballs, list all the good and bad about being a young dad. Feel glad about the fun his son had, because games were made for the youth. He smiled while his child went wild when his first two frustrated for a quarter. Sometimes he sweat and sore to give some thought about how to support a family of five, stay alive and thrive through all the struggle. He'd always stress not the trouble. My life with a wife and child while a child still, because ain't no thrills paying the bills, but I fill in the blanks. And then give thanks for the lecture. Pops, you my man, and you know I respect you. But I chose to start my own clan, a teenage rage and gaze like a grown man. I had a choice, but a voice spoke up when I erupted and told me don't interrupt it the coitus and boitus push came to shoving because of the loving I put a bun in the oven my girl was P-R-E-G-N-A-N-T her figure was full but the fridge was empty I was forced to be a source of currency be the boss pay the cost for her and me I couldn't pay bills if skills I lacked you see slave in a factory that shit was whacked to me I did it mm. my way and walked down a white brick highway and every day was a Friday a payday because I stayed paid in my heyday packed to the gills with stacks of bills until the hard knocks of life's a hard knock on the front door to put it blunt all cops on the hunt for yours truly because i was truly a mass in a mint i couldn't take a hint so i spent all the cheese i seized on not guilty please i used to flip keys now all i flip is the calendar